Destiny made them enemies. One more word out of you and I swear. But now, something stronger than fate... Are you okay? ...is bringing on a sudden change of heart. Spike and I are getting married. What? An all-new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 9, Something Blue. We're talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about the power of words. So, spoilers about for this episode, every episode before it, after it, uh, comics, possibly even other shows and movies. If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, now with 100% fewer oral exams. Welcome back, everybody. It's so nice to see all both of your faces. Who am I talking to? My co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello to the pain. Oh. <laughs> Daniel, I hello. interrupted. Oh, okay. You've got apples. I missed. <laughs> and who am I? My name is Kelly. It's so nice to be here with all of you. All of you listening. Did you all know that my missed is short for my mistake? It was like yes. a thing that never caught on. What? Yeah, never she heard says that. my missed, and I just like kept going over and over again. Like, my missed. My missed. Oh, I didn't even, I just, that completely washed over me. Yeah, I I didn't understand what she was saying, and then I had to look it up. Wow. And it's my mistake. Stop trying to make mist happen. Like, sitch, situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was too early. This was proto. Well, someday in the future, when people are listening to this, on the 30th anniversary, when mist is just short for mistake, they'll think we're dumb. But I did not know what she was saying. My mist. Well, luckily we'll all be dead by then, because global warming. So what are we here to talk about? Something Blue, season four, episode nine, originally aired November 30th, 1999, written by Tracy Forbes. We all remember good old Tracy from Beer Bad. Beer Bad. This is two of three, She'll and obviously the best of the three, uh, one of the best of the season. Is that obvious? Beer Beer Bad Bad was was pretty iconic. And a callback to Beer Bad in this episode. I know, but at least we can all agree it's better than her third and final episode, Where the Wild Things Are. Yes. Uh, directed by Nick Mark. This is the first of seven for the series for him. Uh, and he's got a bunch of bangers. Next up will be Fool for Love, uh, Checkpoint, mm. which I also love in conversation with dead people. So wow. I could have just listed all seven of them because that's half of them right there. Anyway, what happened this episode? Lots of fun stuff. It did. That Sorry, was a lot. I interrupted there was, again. Yeah, there's a, no God, mist. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> no mist. No <laughs> mist. Apparently, Willow has been haunting Oz's old room and is really sad uh that's where she goes to be sad and then to her dismay finds out that in the night oz has had all of his things removed because he is no longer planning to come back to sunnydale as it turns out i guess Devin packed up all his stuff kindly for oz we'll talk about that later uh and now willow is extra sad and none of her friends seem to care so what is she supposed to do she tries to turn to alcohol to to find the happy she she mopes around and then she decides you know what fuck this i don't want to be sad my friends don't want to hear about it I don't want to feel this way. So she does a spell. It goes awry to have her will be done and accidentally causes many hijinks. Giles goes blind. Xander is hunted by demons and Buffy and Spike become engaged and are all touchy feel all over each other. But, you know, we can't live in that world forever. So the as the demons are barreling down on Xander and, and Buffy and everybody and everything's getting really tense, the Hoffren's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Look at all the chaos you caused. You guys remember the Hoffren, right? Anya's boss. 
Benja Seaman guy from Arash Mahar. Never forget. Uh, he's like, hey, girl, I love your work. Great stuff. Why don't you come work for me? And she's like, thank you so much. I'm going to pass. If you could send me back to help my friends, that'd be great. He does. Willow does a real quick, real convenient spell to have her will be undone. And everything goes back to normal. And we could practically remove this from the show completely. And it would affect nothing. They right? do remember it, though. They do. They do. That's true. And I bet we... we Probably mentioned the Buffy Spike thing again and again, right? That's got to be. It probably becomes serious. a joke, yeah. I would assume. Oh, thank God's sake. This is nonsense. Something is making you act this way. Don't you realize what you're doing? Living the dream. He's going to have to take a bit of time to get used to it. But... They all will. But that's uh, that's it. There's. There is one first, I guess, in this episode, if you want to say that. Uh, Spike and Buffy kiss for the first time. <laughs> Yay. I mean, it's yeah. under magical circumstances, but there will it be more. still happens. There will be. And, oh, we find out Spike is left-handed, I guess. I ne- We've never really seen him write before, I guess. I mean... When did he write he's, this? Time? While him and Buffy are doing their little uh, marriage plans, he's got like a notebook on his lap while she's mm. sitting on him and he's writing with his left hand. Wow, people, that's nuts. I know. I didn't even notice. I, I, I usually notice those things. I didn't notice, notice. know that until I read the Wikipedia, so I was disappointed in myself. Uh, but obviously, the most important thing that happens in this episode is a throwaway line towards the beginning of the episode where Buffy says, Seeing Angel even for five minutes in LA, hello to the pain. And that's going to cue us to an angel update. Angel update! Perfect. Now we don't have to make any other music. As we discussed briefly last week during the events of Pangs, because Angel was in our episode, uh, we would I would watch it in the interim and then we'll report back to you. So we did. Uh, basically, Buffy is pissed that Angel came all the way to Sunnydale and didn't even say hi. Which we, we knew from the glaring at the end of the episode. We kind of assumed that she was a little upset that. I mean, obviously, everybody was hiding from her for a reason. They didn't want her to know. Yeah, but to go to L.A. and be like, you didn't even say hi to me. That's not what you want, girl. I mean, you she, want more than just a hello. But she did really. She says when she gets there, like, it's not fair for you to do that. And uh, I'm mad about it. So I came here to tell you not to see me ever again. So that's but that's not if what hap- ends up happening. There's a whole dang thing. So they end up a demon comes in right at that moment where Buffy's like, I'm just going to go home then. And the demon, a more a demon gets blood on Angel that turns him human. So they're... Right, so this is the one where they have the whole day? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So because he's human, what can Buffy and Angel do but have sex and have been totally in love with How did they know that they, that he was a human? Like, did they just know very fast? Well, like, so the demon comes in and attacks, they fight it off and he runs away, but blood, like, it makes a point to zoom in on the blood getting on Angel and then they're tracking the demon again. Him and Buffy are still fighting, they're fighting in a sewer, she even makes a fun callback to... Uh, the episode of The Prom, where she's like, just what I wanted, mm-hmm. another uh, heart-wrenching fight in a sewer. Right. I was like, that's nice. That's, that's nice. Bad. I'm trying to do what's right here. Okay, I'm trying to think with my head instead of my heart. Heart? You have a heart? Also, I gotta say, seeing Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, like guest starring at, on the beginning of the episode, I was like, man, what a trip. That's so fun. That's good. Um, I have watched this episode before, but it's like, I've never seen Angel at all. It's just whatever. So, they when they track down the demon again, uh, Angel kills it. But he, like, his heart starts beating. He's like, oh, shit, I'm alive. And then there's, like, a cute scene where he, like, is eating everything in the office because, like, oh, my God, food is so good. I can't believe it. And, like, 
having like cute like I'm human. Yeah. What do I do? Moments, and then him and Buffy are all like cuddly and sexy yeah. and all that kind of stuff as as they would be, right? But then, of course, Angel's like, oh, because the, the Mora demon says some throwaway line about like the soldiers of death are coming and they'll never stop. So he has to go all the way to the powers that be, but you're not allowed to actually talk to them directly. Uh, so you have to st- talk to these golden painted, right. like weird. I don't even know what you call them. Peoples. They're just they're imagine like a Greek toga clad person, but they're painted all in gold. So there's a, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Oracles is what they're called. That's the word. Yeah. So Angel's like, hey, this guy said that uh, more bad things were going to come. And they're like, it's none of your concern, dude, because you're human. And he's like, was this a mistake? He's like, nothing happened. They're like, nothing happens for no reason. Of course, this was on purpose, but it's not like part of the plan because Doyle is like, the only people that can turn you human is the powers that be. So it must have been something, whatever. And they're like, no, we don't care. You're not a vampire anymore. You're not a chosen one anymore. Get out of here, lesser being. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm off the hook. I'll just be regular Joe. Sex with Buffy, sex with Buffy. And then, of course, because he's Angel and he can't have anything nice, uh, they're like, oh, the Moradim's actually alive. You didn't kill him. And then Angel's like, instead of getting the superhero Buffy to help me with this, because I'm a regular guy now, I'm just going to leave her sleeping in my apartment. and I'm totally going to go kick its ass. Shocker. He can't because he's just a regular dude. It's like Xander going to fight a demon by himself. And Angel is about to get killed. But Buffy comes and saves the day, obviously, because that's how TV works. And then he's like, oh, I can't do this. We can't have a normal life because you will be saving me all the time. And I would constantly be putting you at risk. And it's not like you already have three people at home that are humans and you have to look out for it. There's no way this could possibly work. The only answer is for me to be a vampire again. So he goes back to the oracles and he's like, make me a vampire with a soul again. And then he tells Buffy and Buffy's like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? And he's like, don't worry about it. I also made a deal where we're going to erase your memory. The last 24 hours never happened. And then we cut back to the scene of Buffy coming to L.A. at the very beginning of the episode. And when the demon comes in, Angel just kills it immediately. And then Buffy goes back to Sunnydale like nothing happened. And Angel, of course, because he's Angel and he must brood and suffer, is the only one that knows that whole day ever happened for the rest of his life. <laughs> angel update. So are there any fun facts? I, mean, I feel like that was the plot of our Angel podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's the whole thing. Look, it's done. You want to go after them and tell them that they can't go? That all of their planning and dreaming was for nothing? That they can't spend tonight with their honeys of all nights. It was so really... that explains why she said the lines seeing Angel in five minutes. Yes, that, that one line that was really that important that the whole episode hinged upon. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest takeaway from that episode was really irritating in that Angel could not deal with being a regular fucking dude. Much like Riley cannot yeah. deal, with, deal with being a regular fucking dude and having a superhero girlfriend. Like, mm. at least Angel's pretending... Well, he doesn't know that yet, right? Riley doesn't know. No, no, no. But at least he's pretending that he's doing it for the greater good. It's like because he says, like, oh, think of all the people that we won't be able to help if I'm not a, a superhero too. And like, okay, that's kind of true, but also just go be a fucking EMT. It's the Xander thing all over again. It's like just because you're human doesn't mean you have to be useless. You're choosing to be useless. You're deciding that because you don't have superpowers, you're off the hook for being a good guy. There's right. no other way for you to participate in society or help people without you being a fucking superhero. And that's not true. He could have a normal life with Buffy. They could work it out. He could still help her. He could still help humanity. But instead, he he selfishly chooses to be a vampire again so he could be a fucking superhero. Does he get to be Twilight because he's a vampire? Or could anybody become Twilight? I think it has to be. Like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, he like, of course, to, yeah. of course, it, it's just that the reason why this episode, the episode, by the way, is, is season one, episode eight. Yeah, season one, episode eight. It's called I Will Remember You. Uh, 
this should, I don't know, it, it's cool to have closure. And I think the way they portray the relationship when they're fighting is really realistic in that. Like, you, it's an ex and you know you're not supposed to be together, but it's like, ah, oh, I fucking hate you, but I also want to be around you and I can't be around you. We just need to be alone. And it's like all this, it, that's good. Yeah. That, like, it was a good realistic portrayal of it. But I, it shouldn't have been a throwaway episode. It, I, I don't know if you really wanted it. To, that is such a huge fucking thing. And Buffy even has a line in it that's like, good thing I didn't fantasize about you being human 10,000 times. Otherwise, this would really be disappointing. Because he's like, even though I'm human, I can't. I don't know if we should be together. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's but just like. Kelly, uh, it was a two hour event. <laughs> not really. Not really. Like, I mean, I mean just because Angel was like irrelevant in Pangs. He was just there for fun jokes. Like, hey, Listen. he's evil. And then that was it two-hour event oh, God. this was a big deal anyway so I mean, that, what can you do does it have to be the season finale it doesn't have to be finale. and the, that also doesn't feel right either right i know so i think like, it's fine i think uh, getting rid of buffy is great it's the is, only way yeah. angel becomes a better show like you don't have fucking buffy always coming around yeah you know you did what you had to do to make it a viable show they did it and the show became its own thing mm-hmm. and it became better and it became a great show it is really interesting to have her be on angel and it feels so different like even when they're fighting, it it just feels so strange. Like she feels really foreign in that world, even though yeah. it's essentially it's like the same world, right? Like it's very cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. So that was a thing. Watch it if you want to. It obviously has no fucking bearing on the show we're actually here to talk about. But and that was an angel. Update. That was an angel update. All right. Let me that out of the way. <laughs> I am a bad witch. No, you're a good witch. I'm not kidding anyone. If I had any real power, I could have made Oz stay with me. But yeah, so the crux of the episode is that Willow is sad and her friends are over her shit already. Like, so establishing the two weeks is good. Sisha, I'd like to know your thoughts on the way that Willow's friends treat Willow, who is in pain. It's bullshit. Mm, Thank you. Moving on. A spell? I don't think it's wise for you to be doing that alone right now. Your energy is too unfocused. Well, that's not true. I, I said I was off, not incompetent. Well, I only meant that you're grieving, and, and it, it might be wise if you took a break from doing spells without supervision. So I get punished because I'm in pain? It's not punishment. I'm only saying this because... Oh, you care. Yeah. Everybody cares. Nobody wants to be inconvenienced. You all want me to take the time and go through the pain. As long as you don't have to hear about it anymore. No, that's not fair. Isn't it? Because I'm doing the best I can, and it doesn't seem to be enough for you guys. I think it's totally reasonable for Willow to be feeling the way she's feeling, it only being two weeks on. Yeah, right. totally. Stacia, tell me why Buffy's a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is really frustrating because Buffy had sex with her boyfriend, who then turned evil and killed their teacher, and tried to murder <laughs> a bunch of other people as well. He was truly evil, and he ran roughshod around their entire uh, town, the Slayer's town, for months? For half a season. For, for half sure. a season. <laughs> he threatened her mother. Oh, man. Everyone supported Buffy through all of this, even though she continued to not kill him. Right. Even Giles forgives Buffy. And he uh, was tortured and he by was said boyfriend. tortured by said boyfriend. Yes, thank you. <laughs> And Sadly, she I must knows all of this is leading up to, I have to kill this guy. He's evil. He's not my boyfriend anymore. So she does. And okay, I get that it's unfortunate Willow brought his soul back just in time for Buffy to have to kill him. There are circumstances. But she spiraled out to the point she had to move away and take a new name. And, and just be a waitress for a while. <laughs> so how come you came up with Anne? It's my middle name. <laughs> 
She dumps all of her friends and she leaves. It's sad. <laughs> and when she comes back, yeah, it's weird. But they end up welcoming her back. They just feel weird that she left in the first place, and especially without any warning. And I know that Buffy was going through some shit, but it seems like that should be the exact person that would understand why Willow is sad. Mm-hmm. And especially to have a little bit more patience because she was sad. She was. Sad overall sad. She was a waitress and sad for at least three months because she left at the end of the school year and didn't come back until after the school year had already started. So she was gone for months. And Willow just got... And this is like a thing that like you knew this was coming, Buffy. You had months to mourn Angel and to deal with this and to come to terms with this is what has to happen. And on top of that, yes, Angel died and it was sad, but you had a reason why. You knew why you did it and you made the choice. At the end of the day, like you could have just let the entire world get sucked into the apocalypse and... Had your boyfriend. Had your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't do that and you made that choice and you were a hero about it. And so like, at least you have that to like, you know, kind of comfort yourself in this like, why did this have to happen kind of way? Like, you know why it happened. But with Oz... There was never, at least no. from what we see, a conflict about him being a werewolf. Like, they try to kind of set it, but it's not like a, maybe he should leave and deal with this. I mean, he cheats on Willow out of the blue after he's, like, being this adorable, sweet boyfriend. And then leaves without giving her any chance to consider other options, without giving her any say. And just heads out without just, like, a big hanging question mark. And she doesn't know if he's coming back. She's hoping he's coming back. That's why she keeps going to his room. And then when she realizes he's not coming back, all his stuff is gone, and he didn't even tell me. And he told Devin. I mean, like, (laughs) that must be gutting. brutal. And for this to happen in the span of two weeks, to just be, like, walking around, like, I don't even know what to do. And then for Buffy and Xander to be like, oh, shut up, Will. How tedious are you? Like, (laughs) no. (laughs) You need to actually be taking care of her. And she's like... Spike is just, he doesn't even have fangs. We don't need to get him. Just hang out with me. Like, no, I believe. Well, even a less dire situation with the, you know, Angel actually getting sent to hell uh, in the prom. Angel mm. update. Rehash. Uh, <laughs> they break up and and right. Buffy is crying in her room. And who is there comforting her? Mm. Willow. Willow. Mm. Just there to be a friend. He's a fool. He's just a... Big, dumb, jerk person, if you ask me. Friendship zero of zero. And then just to go back, like, Willow's like, I'm taking you to this party because uh, you need to have fun. And Willow finally agrees because she's like, yeah, I'm going to set you up with Riley. Riley clearly likes you. And then Willow just leaves her alone and never hangs out with her, doesn't engage with her. Like, you're sad, just dumped friend. Like, you don't take to a party and just dump on the couch and leave and, like, start dancing with boys. Like, that's not what you do. You get her a drink and you hang out on that couch and you bitch about boys. Yeah. That is what you do. They've like, been... she's being a bad friend for a long time, and then to get to this point and be like, oh, Willow, you're being so tedious. Spike, not an emergency. Spike no. ran through that town for, what, a year and a half, and Buffy never made it her mission to kill him. Like, why is tonight, when you know that he can't hurt anyone, the emergency <laughs> that you have to go out and capture him? Like, I'm so angry at Buffy and yeah. Xander and literally everyone. I'm just, like, really <laughs> irritated, and I feel for... For Willow, I don't think she's being treated fair at all. And then, okay, so she has one drink. Oh, my God. And then for them to, like, scornfully be like, I'm so disappointed in you, Willow. You fucking tragic alcoholic. Um, At least I'm not homeless in L.A. working as a waiter and getting my butt groped. Thank you. (laughs) You talk about homeless in L.A. I mean, like, come on. Falkland, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, So frustrating. And then I feel like on top of that, 
I know that the reason why DeHoffrin gets in the picture is because she has the spell that goes awry. But part of it is he was like, you're so sad. Like, I can hear hear your sadness. Like, your emotion is literally a scream that's audible to me. And, like, for him to acknowledge, like, you're really, really in pain. Like, I think she's sadder than Buffy was. Like, yeah, she's oh, sadder yeah. than going to L.A. and becoming a Their waitress. Their relationship, Oz <laughs> and Willow, is 20 times more deep yes. than anything Agreed. that Buffy could ever manage with anyone yeah sorry buffy it's a shallow pool baby you got mm. nothing mm. so yeah it's it's tough it's, it's really sad and that that the hoffron stuff was like a really great anvil on that like mm. uh, you're so in pain and no one knows it but you're gonna leave here and you're gonna put back on the mask and keep going on because you you know that's what you need to do you gotta go protect your friends or whatever but like that's wild that even me a vengeance demon knows that Wild. Really, no offense intended. I mean, you've been super nice and everything, but I don't want to be a demon. I just want to go back and help my friends. That is your answer? It is. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, well. Here is my talisman. You change your mind, give us a chant. Keeping on the Willow Everybody tip, It's this is definitely planting all of the seeds for oh. the Yoko factor. Oh. Like this is, and, and Spike being out there to witness it all specifically is like, that's the whole plot of the Yoko factor. That's why everybody splits up. And that's like, it, it starts right here. Right. Willow feels completely, we already kind of did Xander, right? Like he's the weird townie. He's right. other, uh, but at least Willow and, and Buffy have been fine. They're roommates. I mean, they're hanging out, they're best friends. And now that wedge is like slowly is being driven in there too. And Willow has nobody to talk to. The only one that really gets off the hook. Let's talk about Giles. Mm. Because he, I mean, he acknowledged. He was like, look, you're off your game, man. This isn't you. Like, are you okay? You're supposed to get the ingredients. From the, we're supposed to do the spell. Giles came in very real. I yeah. mean, he, everything he said was right. It was just like, you're, you probably shouldn't be doing spells because you're grieving. Like, he, he respects it, but she doesn't want to hear it. And yeah. that's normal. And that's where all and he wouldn't misunderstanding be, comes from. Uh, like, assumed to engage in a way that Buffy should have like been the best friend thing like oh, because the beer he's like oh gladly don't want to hear about it you know because <laughs> he's still even doing that where like mm-hmm. he shouldn't care at this point just like yeah people drink man it's all right whatever mm-hmm. i know we just did the whole thing with buffy maybe i don't want to deal with that but you know he's i think he just doesn't want to hear about on any of the unsavory aspects of it mm-hmm. which is probably wrong because he probably should engage a little bit i mean i think uh that scene where he comes to willow's dorm and is like wipe why didn't you meet me for the spell like you're supposed to? Did a good job because Willow gets the chance to really underline why it's not just Giles that's the problem, but everyone. When she's mm-hmm. like, everyone keeps telling me it'll take time. It'll take time. But you don't want to hear about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's been a week and my boy, like, I just learned that my boyfriend is never coming back and, like, you're already over it. Like, if it's supposed to take time, you've got to listen to me and be sad about it for a while. Why are you all so irritated? And like, with Giles, they have a different relationship with than her and Buffy. So I get why he would be kind of like, oh, I don't know, this isn't really my spot. But at yeah. the same time, like, it kind of is. I, I get that he's worried about her, but, you know, she's always the reliable one. And so the one time that she skips out on something and suddenly it's like, Willow, you need to stand up to your responsibilities. You left me hanging. And it feels like a <laughs> well, little bit scolding yeah. instead of like, it's like concern, but also like you need to pull it together because if you're not doing these things, then like you're doing this wrong. Like you're grieving the wrong way. You need to still be reliable. Yeah, you can it, be sad at the same time. He has to bring it together with a good anecdote about yeah. his own life. <laughs> I just, I feel like when you just like, I understand and like you can accept like an adult feels that way. Like, you know, maybe like we, we forgive the disconnect between Giles and her because mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm supposed to be mad at you because you're an adult and I'm a kid. I got to learn this on my own. And like Giles is like, oh, I don't want to just tell you about something. You have to learn it yourself. So we understand why he's not like giving information, but mm-hmm. it does. It is pretty detrimental. Obviously, she's because when she says that, that it's been a week and you people don't want to hear from me, hear about any of this. I feel that's when Giles would have been like, no, we do. But like, mm-hmm. here's let me give you a little perspective. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm do any of that yeah nor does he connect the plot of this episode which is literally <laughs> literally could have been nipped in the bud the moment she turned him blind yeah. but we <laughs> did the classic buffy thing which i do forgive for this episode because it's so good but another classic example of some dumb ass bullshit i cannot believe that giles doesn't in one second understand what's happening mm. and it takes xander to put it all together. I know we're jumping ahead. Mm. Well, that's fine. Let's jump. Wow. Unless you have something wow. else to say about Giles. Wait. Married. I know something. What is it? Everything's so familiar. Work, brain, work. Yeah, Xander. Xander, so we have obviously three main events that are affected by Willow. Well, I'm sorry. The most important one is the 0.25 seconds that Elizabeth Ann Allen is on this episode to be Amy naked on a bed and then right back to a rat. which. Glory. Glorious. I, it's one of the best moments in TV only because like (laughs) you had to call that woman to be like, can you come in for an episode of Buffy? You're going to have to be naked and it's only going to be for a second and a half. You don't have any dialogue. And she was like, sure, I'm doing literally nothing. We (laughs) promise. Well, here's the thing. I wonder too, like there's a lot of like, I'm giving you my token for later for when Tara dies. And I am a person here in the world that we're going to like circle back. Mm -hmm. You're a good witch, bad witch or whatever. Like I feel like there's some weird, like they maybe kind of know that they want to turn know. Willow bad. They maybe don't know how they're going to do it, but I feel like you you laid a couple of things out there. So, maybe they I were like so. maybe to this they were like, "Hey girl, you're coming to you're going to come back at some point." Maybe. Maybe yeah. not this season. I mean, they wanted you to know for, for sure that she's still around and she could be human again. And she's like, vital and that's all to you needed to know. stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just in the comics, but like in the show she right. comes back as a person like. So, I feel like, yeah, there's a little bit of that, but I think that also the Dahafran stuff, it's I think they they know that they want her to be a bad witch at some point, but they don't know if it's this season or next one or whatever. Fuzzy little Amy. I think you're being too hard on yourself. She's got access to powers I can't even invoke. I mean, first she's a perfectly normal girl. Then poof, she's a rat. Just just as a quick note, I do think it's interesting that... Um, She's saying that, like, she's a bad witch because she couldn't do her will spell and she also couldn't curse Veruca. Right. And it's interesting because, like, you see her processing, like, almost like, I'm too weak, I need to be harder or, like, I don't know, draw my boundaries stronger or something because when Tara is killed, there's no hesitation. Like, she's not like, oh, should I curse Warren? She just, like... Kills him. Yeah. <laughs> like she's done. Like she's yeah. she went from being this person who like she can't like she's too kind and too nice to like something else. And I feel like this is one of those steps where it's like she was trying to make herself feel better. Like yeah. no one else was supposed to be involved in this spell. She wasn't doing these things to people, even though she's sad and she's lashing out, lashing out at them. She didn't mean to actually actively hurt them. Um, but she does get to a point where she's like, I will burn it all down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she even said that stuff to Xander, too. And then mm-hmm. Buffy was like, uh, we need to go so you at least have one friend mm-hmm. in the morning or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. This is going to get rough. 
Yeah, I love it. I mean, they they are establishing that. I mean, they've we've they've played with that before, but like they keep driving home magic for your own personal gains yeah, will yeah. always end badly, mm-hmm. and that's why like Tara becomes such a like a foil to that. And where it's like, I'm the perfect white rare. witch. I never do anything for myself, and like this is how magic should be. It was like, but what if? <laughs> Just, what if I drug you for, a year? <laughs> <laughs> for months on end? Is that okay? Yeah, right. And then I say, I'm in love with you or whatever, even though you've been drugged for this whole season. I'm going to gaslight you so hard you'll have to sing about it. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll call it love as I try to kill the world. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Which really puts a different spin on the relationship with Tara. Can't wait. I really can't wait to watch season six. Like... It's I can't wait to meet her here, ass. and I can't wait to watch next it. episode, baby. Oh, awesome! Hush, come on, yeah, out. sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so. I love her, but I'm just scared for how soon she gets gaslit, which yeah. I assume is probably the moment she meets her. <laughs> <laughs> you are just a no one now. Pretty much immediately. Yes. You are for me. <laughs> you are. We'll just do five. You know, two seasons where everybody loves you, but really, you're not even a person. Oh God! Oh, no. oh it's savage. Holy shit! Anyway. Moving on to less important characters. I mean, less important than Amy. Uh, Xander. Xander. Uh, <laughs> Xander solved the puzzle. Dum, dum, da, dum, dum, da, dum, dum, da, dum. So the plan is to cure my total incapacitating blindness tomorrow, is it? Guys, if it wasn't for Xander, Spike and, and uh, her name, Buffy, she <laughs> would. <laughs> Spike and Buffy would what be married and have uh, vampire babies, I think. I don't know how that works. We do establish that they can't have kids because Angel has a kid, right? Mm. But he's oh, special, right? right? Right, right, Because, well, obviously soul. Angel's always fucking special, but... Is right. it because he's special or is it because vampires usually kill humans and not have sex with them? Mm. But he doesn't have sex with a human. He has sex with Darla. Oh, yeah, but Darla's but she gets turned human. into a human. Or she is a human. Oh, is she Jesus. human at the time? Because Connor is Darla's baby, Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man, this shit. Well, either way, she's human when she gives birth to him. Right. Okay. Huh. Anyways, huh. if it wasn't for Xander. Right. Yes, there'd would, be Spike and Buffy be babies, theoretically. Ended. Yes. Uh, Xander and Anya's relationship seems to be going pretty well, though. It is going they, well. They, like, are officially girlfriend, boyfriend, ended up. And Willow gets in the cutting. You live in a basement. Boo-hoo for you. Whatever she says. Sure. I, oh, because that's so dire, right? Mm. And I think she has a point. Like, I do, too. My pain is not the same as your pain. That's okay, Mom. We don't need any more snacks. I liked those fruit roll-ups. Shush, I thought she'd never clear out. Besides, just think of my lips as the fruit roll-ups of love. Okay, that was gross. Uh, Spiky Buffy. So, I wonder if this was some kind of like, hey, what if we just float this out there? People like this? It is. Are people into this? Genius. A warm spring breeze tosses the leaves aside, and again, you're registering as Mr. and Mrs. Big Pile of Dust. Stop it! This is our wedding, and you're treating it like a big joke. Oh, pouty. Look at that lip. Gonna get it. Gonna get it. Mm-hmm. And it's Tracy perfect. Forbes writing it, I, only Jane Espenson could have done as good as she did. Yeah. Because holy shit, if it wasn't for that, I don't know if this episode would actually be that great. Mm. Because I hate, just for me, the premise alone is stupid. Like, getting to it was dumb. But like, Man, they sold it. The two of them are so funny. They mm-hmm. have so much chemistry, so sexy. I loved it. Every moment of it was so good. Even Everyone's the- reactions was golden. I couldn't wait for Xander to show up just to see his face when it all happens. Why are you holding hands? They have to hear it sooner or later. Hmm? Spike and I are getting married. How? What? 
three excellent questions. And it was great mm-hmm. because he's fantastic. Everything with Giles, mm-hmm. fantastic. He was so fucking over it. I loved it. He's on the phone. He's just like, this is a horrible situation. <laughs> I love it. And they're just making out and doing the little thing with the the little cake people. The cake like, topper. Oh, man. It's just <laughs> but The bizarre line where he's like, the blood of the innocent. Like, I, she's into it. Like, yeah. So into yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And he's so into it. I had to go back and rewatch that. It's just like, they're just having so much fun and they have so much chemistry. Mm-hmm. That That's why this show is so great. You watch shows where people don't have any chemistry at all trying to sell stuff like that. Yeah. Impossible. Aren't they a perfect little us? I don't like him. He's insipid. Clearly human. Ooh, red paint. We could smear a little on the mouth. The blood of the innocent. That's my girl. Mm. Stop that right now. I can hear the smacking. It was really funny, yeah. especially when she's making fun of his name. And he's like, oh, like Buffy has that touch of classic elegance. And she was like, don't come for my mom. <laughs> Which was a fucking Iconic. delight for this podcast. <laughs> Come for the mom, Joyce, always. Or Joyce, come for the mom, Spike, always. <laughs> I loved it. That was something I completely forgot. And I was like, oh, she's what a, a nice genius. Good choice out of nowhere. <laughs> Thanks, Spike. Yeah, I would rather watch this episode on repeat than ever watch an Angel and Buffy scene. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is so Absolutely. much more entertaining, so much more believable, so much more fun. Like, well, that's why they're always more fun together when they actually do get together. But, you know, you have to have, like, realistic elements. That's, like, they're completely fake nobody people. Like, that's not actually Buffy in any way in there. Right. But, like, because they do get together, and it's not as fun as that. No, but that's true. But it certainly still has the, the spark, which is, like, keeps you engaged. It's well... Nice. Buffy is obviously going through some self-discovery where she thinks that all relationships have to have pain and like she just doesn't think they can sustain with a normal guy. And then by the end, she's like, no, I'm into it because of Riley. Riley. Yeah. And the bad boy thing? Over it. Okay, I totally get it. I'd be really happy to be in a nice relationship with a decent, reliable, oh my God, Riley thinks I'm engaged. Riley is going through his own voyage of self-discovery. He's He's coming out as a lesbian. Mm -hmm. He... Uh, has a really meandering analogy about driving turning into oh, sex. Just, oh, it was all sex. Yeah. yeah uh, and then gets really freaked out because Buffy's contemplating buying wedding dresses because she's going to get married to a guy named Spike. That oh, really throws him for a loop. It. By the oh, end, we all pulled it together because it was just a funny haha joke on Riley. Uh, and thank God Buffy's going to teach him about women. Oh, he needs to learn it. I mean, I think Forrest, Forrest needs to learn that more. No, no, no. Forrest is the reason Riley's been held back in lady school. Oh, right. Forrest is distracting Riley from his studies. Right. So he needs to climb on to Buffy to learn about the women. The women. Yes, exactly. But but Forrest was the one who could learn about women, but he would never learn about a woman. One woman. Oh, just one. But he knew about women Mm -hmm. because that was, well... I'm know. not well that was the, the line was something like yeah uh, I didn't know all about women or whatever like, yeah. not, I'm not interested in women one girl is it that's what something he says like that. yeah one yeah. girl into the which means that Riley should already know about women but he needs to learn about this one girl she's, but she's tricky backhanded she's tricky compliments like an oral exam. backhanded compliments the whole time mm-hmm. and calling her you know some mystery puzzle that yep. he needs to figure out but then Buffy is just like sorry I was lost when you said beautiful you're basic <laughs> The fucking basic shallow pool, shallow pool. As deep as a shower. So tough, so tough to get involved with this. I love it when they're 
acting and I love the wedding stuff was fucking great. Well written. Amazing. I laughed very hard. Basically seeing what looks like physical nausea on Riley's face. Oh, really yeah. Fun. When she was like, can you believe it? And he's like, I don't think no is a strong enough word. <laughs> like, just like rewriting his and entire I'm universe in his very head. Very tired. And I need to be I have to far, far away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, no, no. It's iconic. You stay. And she's so happy. And she was like, he's totally old, but not as old as my last boyfriend. Oh. Okay. I gotta say, Blue Kiss looking great, got a haircut. Cool. And like that is just the height of the comedy for him. Still waiting to hate Riley. I mean, I'm just gotta so say good. it. I'm still waiting to hate I Riley. I mean, I have to say, that was a really good scene. I think it put him in a good light. Because even though he was just like, this is literally devastating for me. He was like, well, I'm glad you're happy. I have to go be really sad alone now. <laughs> like, he wasn't gonna, like, step on her I need to find my boyfriend. Instead of being like, how dare you lie to me? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. He yeah. did have the backup in Forest. Yeah, <laughs> he just walks away and he's like, Forest. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're insane. Uh-huh. I want to say, a uh, question, though. So, Spike, the name Spike, mm-hmm. did, do they know? Does he know? Because she said, I'm marrying Spike. I mean, I'm sure there's Do other know people named Spike. Hostel 17 goes by Spike? I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. Yeah. I figured not, but yeah. I was like, that's kind of... What I a coincidence, they, right? I, I wonder if they even know that like vampires can speak or would have names oh, or like personalities point. because of the way they treat them. True. They even know the Slayer was real. So they're going off of this like weird world where it's like it's all science so we have to do testing on it even though you actually have all these books of lore right that you could reference that all appear to be accurate and you would never think oh my <laughs> sweet innocent little really? girl would not know what a vampire is right so i mean he was seems, subterranean seems weird that you would get to the point where you're like all demons are real all vampires are real but the slayer sounds like fake sounds yes like the way yeah. that could exist yeah um that does seem wild so i don't think he knows spike is hostile seventeen. okay now they also, in terms of their bad relationship, too, not only with, like, she wouldn't believe Spike anyway. Even if he knew Spike, he would still think his girlfriend was a girl and hence doesn't know anything about vampires. Mm. But also, I feel like Buffy at the end is, like, playing into Riley's, like, his own ideas about relationships and stuff when he when she's like, I'm insane. I'm just a crazy. Like, mm-hmm. he basically mm-hmm. just, like, a terrible relationship built upon lies. They're already lying to one another. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then it just keeps going. And I hate them both. And I, like, <laughs> I do enjoy the two performances, but man, this it was rough. This is a rough like their them episode. Yeah, it was a rough transition for yeah. him to be like. So you're just totally insane, and she's like, uh huh, uh-huh. just it's like funny, trying to sound like, as like whatever. yeah flighty as possible, right. and you're like, why are you supposed to be okay with that, Riley? And I think that she's doing it on purpose because she yeah, knows absolutely. I mean, you hear one guy go into some metaphor about fucking wind and relaxing and stuff about the. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, okay, I'm basic, but you're basic. So I can, we can play this fine. That's, I feel like that's what's happening. Like Buffy knows what she's doing when she says shit like that. I mean, I don't know how else you get out of that though, except for saying I got cursed by my best friend because she was sad and I was being a shitty friend. That's a good point. I mean, if she wants this relationship to continue, she's got to really commit to the lie. That was a good one. I mean, it seemed to. I guess. So I think the giggling to, of course I'm insane. Like all women. I think I, I think I would have just been like, Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then never talk to her again. <laughs> and then I thought he was gonna like passionately kiss her mm. at the end. Like that grabbed been her. Weird. Well, it would have been weird because it would have been out of his character. And then he's like, "You're gonna teach me about women." And then he walks. <laughs> and then he walks away. And you're just like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Actually, no wheeling is more my specialty. I'm an avid pedestrian. Though. Let's yell about some stuff. Who would like to go first? 
Daniel, go first. Okay. Uh, we already talked about Oz, so we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Willow is wearing a rug with a hole in it. Okay. So So I need to know. Thank God you said something. I, I did write it down. But... on the rug hole that she's. <laughs> <laughs> Never say that again. Thoughts on the rug hole. What's happening? Yeah. yeah. So it's it looks like a poncho. Yeah. However, there are no armholes at all. It's not like no. an open Ponchos garment. don't have armholes. Yeah, but they're shaped in a way that you can move your arms yeah. freely, right? This is tight. This yeah. is. Yeah. Imagine a sweater, a normal sweater, but with no arms and they are sewed. There is no <laughs> hole there at all. It has the elasticity of a floor mat. I mean, right? It's yeah, like, there's there's no give there. That's no, there's not a no stretch. give. You're just you can't. She can't put. She cannot take her arms, her, her arms, and put them above her. Maybe hand. maybe she's trying to be vampire bait. Like the vampire would look uh, at her and think that's an easy mark because it goes down to about the elbows. That's really limiting. Yeah. Uh, she can't even put a backpack on. How no. do you put it on? That's yeah. all I could think about was like, does she lay on the bed and wiggle into it like a worm? Like, oh, I don't think it's that hard. I think you just drop I it think over you your just head. Put it over your but, head. But okay, but where are your arms in that process? Oh, I guess maybe you could like squish it up, right? Like, what? you take. You're overthinking. Wow, just you're think, just think I'm about just putting like, a rug on your head. Not very hard. No, you I just take the rug and you just stick it on your head. It's like a shirt. No, but like, okay, the shirt becomes like shirt like. How do you like, pull it already, down? You just you let it go. You can't pull it down because your arms are trapped. This one's easy. You put it on your head because it's all—it's a hole. Right. And then you just let it fall. But yeah. it, I don't think—I don't know if it would. I think it, it would. Like it gets trapped on the shoulder. It's, Maybe it's not. made to fall. It's that's. It's the made to fall. Yeah. <sighs> God, that thing's an abomination, Stacia. I cannot believe it's in this episode. I just want to look respectable on this, considering I'm probably going to die in it. Um, the scene where Spike is tied up in the bathtub and Giles like hasn't heated his blood to the appropriate temperature or whatever is really hilarious. Come on now, it's telly time! Hey, this is Buffy and Willow. We're not in right now, so please leave a message. Oh, uh, Willow, uh, it's Giles. Um, it, uh, I thought you were bringing the ingredients for that spell. I, I really have to- Passions is on! Timmy's down the bloody well, and if you make me miss it, I'll do what? Lick me to death? Uh. Even before, even pre-spell, they're having a sexy moment. Buffy's like, look at my neck, Daniel. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. Oh, that was some foreshadowing. And mm. we get the Kiss the Librarian mug, which is actually included Iconic. on one of Spike's action figures that I had. Um, was Amazing. a little accessory. There was a little cat from Kittens and Cats, Shark Guy, and then nice. a little Kiss the Librarian mug. Mm. Pretty yeah. great. I loved when he was just like, he mocked the novelty mug. Don't mock, don't mock the don't novelty mock mug, the mug. sir. And in that scene, there's a Band-Aid on... Sarah Michelle Gellar's finger. Yeah. Whoa, really? There is. Yeah, and then like the next, you can see it's on her left hand What's somewhere. What's the... You see? See, see, see? On her left oh. index finger, there's a little Band-Aid. Why is that? I don't know. It's not canon. It's not part of the story. It's Why just would they little... let her on set? I don't know. A... It's so weird. And it's haphazard. It's like coming off when they show it in the next like shot. It's. I... It wouldn't matter unless you're literally in a scene with a vampire, which couldn't be the case. Because I mean, what? Or show she cut herself want... in real life, you guys. Well, no, that's totally what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I assume real life, but I mean, you're in a scene with a vampire right now. Think about it. You can't just have a. Open cut. Wo- an open yeah, wound yeah, cut, know. right? I just thought it was interesting that they, yeah, let her on the... I guess you would, though. If you, if Buffy Summers cut herself, she put a band-aid on. That's fine. But she heals so fast. Yeah, but that's all relative. Mm-hmm. That's true. Clearly not fast enough for this Also, scene. before we move on from this scene, uh, whatever they had in his cup, which I didn't look up, and it wasn't easily available on Wikipedia, I'm surprised, uh, was perfect. Look, like, the viscosity of it, the color of it, looked so good. It looked just like blood. I wonder if it was like a... A darker red 
like jello that was warmed up i feel like that would have the viscosity of that like hot Ew. hot viscous jello hot jello uh looks great it's all right i have more scotch i love this uh episode and the episode of course was titled passion um <laughs> buffy in the graveyard talked about passion being what you need to have a good relationship mm-hmm. which was actually a great little yarn from her because i don't know i liked everybody having like really f- like actual opinions about relationships and love and mm-hmm. the things people do for love and it, not just being generic like we're meant to be together and we're soulmates and shit like, well I love and that. that's such a, a contrast to willow and oz's relationship you're essentially saying that willow and oz had a shit relationship right be- like or that there's a way they were passionate or really into each oh, other sure because they because they never worked. had conflict exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so which is great because like everyone has their own opinions and all that shit. Right. Um, that's why the episode's called Passion, and it's great. I know it's nuts, but part of me believes that real love and passion, passion have to go hand in hand with pain and fighting. I wonder where I get that from. And um, so Passion, and then Spike was missing passions from the from Timmy's the down the bloody well. Timmy's down the, the well. Uh, and then out of my passions, a web will be spun from Willow's spell, of course. Right. So they did a great job naming great this episode, episode Passion. Passion. Great. Riley has his fun, like, uh, I'm I'm cute and I thought about having this conversation with you. Let's have a picnic. Oh, uh, that's just one I rehearsed. <laughs> he says, have you ever been in whatever rugs field? Whatever. Rugs field? Excuse me? Rugs field. Is it really rugs? Rugs, yeah. Damn. They are clearly just in the fucking quad. Mm-hmm. There's no that is not a special place. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the great place of thing about it is that no one's ever there. Everyone is there because it's the fucking quad, Riley. So either he was lying about that place or they had to change. You maybe mean they, do you ever hang out at Rugs Field? It's beautiful here. Usually not that crowded either. I thought maybe we could have a little spread. Sandwiches, <laughs> maybe some ants. It'd be fun. There weren't any sandwiches, were there? Was it just apples? And not at Rugs Field? <laughs> just fucking God. Just fucking apples. I interrupted. You've got apples. Charles being losing his sight was really funny. Oh my god. All the little cracks that he makes, like when Buffy's like, Did you see my ring? And he's like, Thankfully not very well. Oh my god, the it's okay. I have more scotch is one yes. of my favorite lines yeah. in the fucking show. Just like and the way you play because he's just like staring straight ahead, just like, uh, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. I'll just be drunk. Yeah. It's fine, I'll just be drunk. I love uh just putting like uh, something over your eyes. I feel like that's what I would do too, because yeah. Even though you're blind and you can't see anything, you can trick yourself. Like the psychology of it is interesting. Like just putting mm-hmm. something over to like not think of yourself as blind, mm-hmm. you know? Like you would just think you're, I have a rag on my face. Mm-hmm. Clearly there's weight on my face. I'm not actually blind. It's, that was fun. It might also be just like a thing where, oh, maybe like if I just like relax and maybe this is like a weird headache and I could just, maybe it'll come back. It'll come back. The best line, I'm sorry, you're wrong, is when uh, Xander is doing a little finger wavy thing in his face and he was like, stop whatever you're doing. <laughs> You smell of fruit roll-ups. <laughs> Just iconic. Uh, <laughs> pretty great. Clearly some level of dementia has happened because he forgot literally that Willow said that I did a spell. And <laughs> I cast my will and then one second mm. later he was blind. It seems something else is going wrong. Here you go. 98.6. Horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. So... He needed to think hard. But he wasn't, was he wasn't, in, it seemed like it faded, right? Like, it, yeah, it wasn't immediately. Yeah. So I don't know that I would put two and two together either. I know, I know. And that's why it's all but subjective. I mean, it immediately. It happened his immediately. eyesight got blurry. He knocked into some student the he moment he walked out. directly talking about her, my will be done spell. Yeah. And, uh, right. And him just like randomly running out. It was, it was enough for him to randomly run out. Yeah. Because like, like if his eyes like, like got a little blurry, oh, maybe I have a headache or something. 
you wouldn't just be like, well, you'd be like, Willow, we still have to solve our problems. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, I gotta go immediately because I'm going wrong. blind. <laughs> you then, said something about a spell, but well, I'm not gonna put two and two. And he clearly says, I think, I think there's a spell or something happening to my eyes. I just That's don't know what it is. And why it's, like, it's bullshit. And yeah. where the fuck is Willow, the only person who can do a spell? Have you seen Willow? Have you seen Willow this episode? Have you seen Willow? <laughs> where is Willow in this episode? What's going on? Fucking Who else hate would it. be cursing him? It's just like beer bad. Sorry, Tracy. You don't get to set your shit up organically. Otherwise, you're a fucking genius and you do such a great job. Yeah. You can't, you were given shit cards and you do the best with them. That's true. It's hard to not just quote everything from this episode because every yeah. line is so hilarious. You're right. This does feel like a Jane Espenson episode. I didn't even think about it. I'm an it. avid pedestrian, though. I mean... <laughs> The best line of the whole show is just that. <laughs> so like what? Ones. It's really hard. Um, Giles, when we're you know talking about how Giles could have been a better dad in the situation, he does the classic non-apology. He says nobody wants to be or well, says nobody wants to be a convenience, and he says, "I see how you could feel that way." Yeah, I know. That is not. That's not an apology. I that think is that not he just tread the lines nothing. too much. Too just much line Jesus treading. Christ. Yeah, should have went further. Oh, Buffy living the dream. God. Wow. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. All the small things. Like 182. Oh, yeah, that was going to be one of mine. I can't believe the WB paid for that. Paid for that. I mean, she probably in 1999. That was literally when Enema came out. Um, yeah, it's perfectly timed. And and Willow said, come on, guys. The music's great. I know. Loved it. Wow. It was the first like non-little indie band, and they weren't actually playing there. Yeah, that was definitely the biggest. And they weren't. I mean, damn, it was pretty big. But like they fucking blew up. So I don't know. Maybe they got in before... The going was, you know, fucking TRL and shit. I don't oh, know. It's a, I don't know exactly when the record came out. Damn it, should looked it up. But, oh. but ninety nine. I mean, it's the end of ninety nine. So I think it was out in the summer. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have blown up a little. But you know, they were probably working on this before. Oh sure, uh, maybe. obviously November. Yeah. So like, they probably got it like right when it came out. Good for them. Good for them. Good get. One of the things that's the funniest in this episode is that. Buffy and Spike seem to have no ability to understand that they too are under a spell. <laughs> she did a spell. Yes. To have her will done, whatever she says is coming true. And you both were affected. I probably only escaped because I'm the Slayer. Some kind of natural immunity. Yeah, right. You're marrying Spike because you're so right for each other. Xander. That's it. You're off the usher list. Uh, Spike punching the ground. Also, one of the best ep- moments of the episode where he's just like, I know it's here! God! Just screaming and punching the ground. It's fucking yeah, fantastic. Sure. Timed right after, oh, I thought that would take longer. Cut that whole. Oh, oh yeah, he's just right outside the. It'll take you two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I must have gotten turned around. <laughs> so good. Uh, and then another Spike thing. Okay, we're going to deal with this in two episodes, but he doesn't even try to fight the demon. Like, we don't figure out until Doomed that he can hit non-humans. Uh. Mm-hmm. So he's getting his ass kicked by the demon that's chasing Xander when they're in the tomb. And it's just like, just why like, don't you fuck even it. fucking try? Like, he shoves giant. Like, he, when Buffy's putting his life in danger, he does, like, try to... He punches her, doesn't he? Like Because he goes, like, ah! Oh, like, he definitely gets yeah, hurt at some point. Yeah. So why? I feel like fight or flight would take over at some point. You would at least try to fucking hit the demon and then be like, because that's what happens in Doomed. Right. He's about to die. So he's just like, bah, and hits the demon. And he's like, I can't a demon. And then <laughs> life well, has changed forever. But he didn't know. So. Wow, but why didn't like he try to was in the room with us. Yeah. Why, didn't, <laughs> why didn't he try sooner? Well, probably was like, this is under control. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, fine. I feel like they were still fighting, and at some point, Buffy and Spike were just like hanging out on the ground. No <laughs> yeah. problem. No, Miles it's true. being like yeah. strangled in the background. One hundred percent, that's correct. Yeah, because yeah. like, Slayer, and then they make out. And then they make out. Yeah. I thought that was a fun moment because they're like, "Oh my god, maybe he just came back to his senses." No, he was just turned on by that, <laughs> which we know later is true. <laughs> yeah, we can't let you go until we're sure that you're you're impotent or hey, sorry, poor choice of words. Until we know that you're you're flaccid. You are one step away, Missy. Giles, help. He's going to scold me. Uh, outside of the bridal shop, also a new shop alert. That's supposedly April Fool's, but I don't buy it, according to the wiki. No. Uh, there are posters. One for Four Star Mary, which I don't know when the last time they played Sunnydale. Whoa. Especially so considering they are dingoes. Yeah, there's a... So that's awkward. Oh, <gasps> maybe maybe Four Star Mary is real in universe now because Oz left a band, so they rename themselves. Oh, I don't know. Four Star Mary. No shit. Arson caused fire. <laughs> Arson <laughs> caused fire. Couldn't see the rest of it. Uh, there's an unknown grand opening right grand underneath opening. of that. Richard Vaught is Dr. Bebum, which I don't know what that is. Probably a uh, thing for a play. Yeah. And then grand opening of Heroic Image. Lots of grand openings. Is that openings. a comic show? I don't know. A lot of uh, business is booming. And I got to say... Oh. Uh, I think the mayor had something to do with... Uh, turning Sunnydale around. Turning Sunnydale around. This is how you advertise. Outside of a bridal shop, you put all of the postings for all of your new businesses. Yeah. So it's working well. Arson caused fire. Arson caused fire. Amazing. I think it's really cute that to make amends, Willow bakes cookies. Yes. That is true. They also look like pretty good cookies. They did. They did. And you talked about eating food angel getting into the mm-hmm. eating i wonder what spike even thinks when he has to eat a cookie you're like oh. he asked for it i know i, I think he just and asked he for it to ask for it onions, he and does. he likes to put weetabix in his blood, blood. yeah he likes the the, likes things the, that's the, the simple things in life yeah. is what he loves. got a touch of humanity in him he does don't i get the cookie no there's so much crimped hair in this episode on buffy i just oh. don't i don't really know why maybe trace maybe that's a tracy forbes Mm. Staple. Yeah, she's like, I love the crimped hair. Get caveman Buffy into like, let's do it. Let got to crimp her hair. Time, time, it's crimp time, guys. Uh, also, Spike picks up a book when he's like, "You're practically my father-in-law. I, uh, I should be helping out." And it's got the symbol, the gingerbread symbol on it. Really? Yeah, you know the one that's on the kids' hands that mm. the, for the protection spell. I doodle, you doodle, you doodle too, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, whoa, 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 which is funny because the book that they found the symbol in did not have it on the cover. Of course in the episode but this book does have that symbol on the cover the end staying with spike when spike was saying that buffy is no longer going to be working as a slayer he's like so what you don't want me to do a job or whatever and spike's like uh what do you say uh do i want you to stop killing my friends uh yeah i've given it a lot of thought <laughs> was hilarious but also was like that's a really great that's a great question mm-hmm. what would happen if they were together like you can't keep slaying, right? I mean, I guess they're just bad people, right? But like, are they are they as friends because they're vampires, or they're friends be- because they're evil? So, I mean, that brings into question Spike's whole character as a whole. I know, I know. It's the morality of yeah. it alone is that you don't think about it because you have to slay. They're bad. You go for it. But are they all bad? Oh well, well I mean, she, not. She, yeah, yeah. We know that. Well, then, yeah. shit. This is and, and Buffy's dealt with that before, and in fact, that'll be a point of contention in her and Riley's relationship. Because she right, calls right. him a bigot because yeah. it's not always like that. Yeah, yeah, they're all bad. Yeah. Well, don't they, we have like Clem who babysits Dawn? Yeah. Yeah. So I think Buffy yeah, definitely okay. knows that. Like she doesn't think that they're all bad or okay. whatever. But I mean more like Spike, would he want to hang out with them? And like who is – would he make Buffy stop doing it? No, because he recognizes that 
some demons are bad and like they need to be stopped and because he's actually a hero. Yeah. Can't um, remove her. And also it's mystical. So like you remove her, someone else is going to take the place, right? Yeah. Well, or as we see Angel have a complete fucking meltdown in his own show about I have to be special. I have to be special. If I'm not special, what am I doing here? They won't let me have my own show if I'm not special anymore. But he is special. Man, if we only had Spike. Spike the show. I know. It'd be so much better. Spike comics. Anyway. Uh, fruit roll-ups, everyone. We like fruit roll-ups. Do you guys remember fruit roll-ups? Hell yeah. When's the last time you had a fruit roll-up? Long time. That's what I'm saying. Long time. So did you take out all the shapes? Or did you just eat it, rolled mm. up to a ball and eat I it like I definitely took out all of the shapes. You did? Yeah, totally. Good for you. And then I would like rip up. I'd make them the, all like, small. The, the make it all small. Oh, wow. Take the outline at the end and rip it up into little ones. And I mean, I would like rip it up methodically like a weirdo. Mm. I would just rip it up as I ate. Did you, did you take out the shapes? I did both. I'd take out the shapes and then roll up the scraps and, and eat that as ooh, a ball. Nice. Okay. I think I did both too, but sometimes I would just roll the whole thing up in a ball. I mean, if you were like running late for recess or uh-huh. whatever, you gotta sometimes you have in. to do what you got to do. God damn it, mom. I wanted gushers. Like that's No, that's gushers were inferior to fruit rolls. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Fruit roll-ups are way better. Gushers are a fruit roll-up and a surprise goo inside. Yeah, but no one wants the goo. That's no one gross. wants Oh, come on. No. Plus, oh. you get the shapes. Yeah. Do you remember, Jeez. like, when you were young, too, and you were thinking, I can't wait to be an adult because then I can just buy fruit roll-ups all the time? And then you're like... And then you've never once as an adult. <laughs> I mean, if I could go back to my 10-year-old self and just be like, yeah, bro, you never once... <laughs> Listen, do you like beer? You're you like, so disappointed because in yourself. if you don't like beer, you're going to be real mad <laughs> later. Because I, I've sacrificed a lot of beer drinking for, for roll-up eating, which you don't understand. <laughs> but well, I don't know which one's better. I right would there. have I different, like, I would have a similar conversation with my 10-year-old self or whatever, 6-year-old self. Look, fruit roll-ups, gushers, they're not a thing anymore. By the way, gushers is better anyway. It doesn't but, matter. But Cocoa Krispies oh my God. are still in your life at 32. So <laughs> don't worry. I'm only 31. Oh, my God. But, 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 <laughs> but you do know that you can go out today, at least today, to go out and get them if you want to. Can you? Do they still exist? Listen, there's a lot of things in the Holy world shit. that we are don't even know about. Roll? There has to be. I'm sure there are. There has to be. Are there still, still gushers? I kind of want to really? know. If you guys know out there, tweet us. Oh, yeah, because we're real podcast. Just, you can totally do that. And just say if there are fruit roll-ups. Just say, just tweet back. Yes. At Beat Me Pod, just say yes or no. Are there fruit roll-ups? And if you want to tell us other stuff, please please do that also at Beat Me Pod on Instagram or Tumblr or Twitter or all the places. We have a website. If you want to learn some more stuff about the show, you can find our little references for things that we use during the show. That's going to be beatmepod.wordpress.com. If you like music, specifically listening to music on Spotify, you can listen to music that's featured in our podcast episodes as well as episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on a little playlist that I've compiled just for you, the fans. Beat me hyphen. Fun time playlist for podcast fans. Season four. How exciting for everybody. I think it's time that we update the watches. Update the watches. We got a lot of watches. This we do. Watch. We, what? It's a watch-tastic goddamn episode. Xander, construction outfit watch now. So that's a no, straight off the bat. Maroon jacket watch. No, that's a no. 
Um, Forrest's gay for Riley watch. We've made up a great story in our heads with Forrest being around all the time. Right. So it's going to always be yes, I feel like. This is a solid watch. This solid watch is all yeah. yeses. Uh, no, no Forrest, but he would uh, love Buffy being engaged to Spike mm-hmm. at the very He would least. be there to consult. Devin watch last Chips Ahoy watch. No Chips Ahoy, but Devin watch is still here. It's still on my thing. Devin, definitely Imagine. here. And then never again. <laughs> never again. R.I.P. Devin. Uh, Hoffman watch. Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. Finally. That's right. All How many more Dofferts do we get? Ooh, nothing until season six. Yep. <laughs> keep it on the watch. <laughs> we'll oh keep you updated. You should lock your door. Yeah, everybody jumps in this door. Nobody oh, nobody stops. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Xander and Anya pop in. They don't... Not. Uh, well, no, and also doesn't like Buffy and Spike too? Like everybody, they just walk in. Nobody's unlocking the door. Everybody's just walking right. in. Uh, you should have also locked your vampire up in your thing, you know, in the bad chains. Job. Bad job. Uh, that was also uh, rough. Sandy watch. Uh, WTF is this watch anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> Did you forget? Well, nice. Yeah, I know. She's only like one one time. Mm-hmm. In Doppel like, Gangland. The house in years. And then in season five, apparently she's an extra. Season and five. I bet when it happens, oh. we won't know. Next. We will forget completely. <laughs> so Sandy watch. Still a no. <laughs> Michael, Amy, Wicca, goth watch. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Amy super in this episode. We're super doing spells. Our friends aren't really involved, but Amy's in it, so we win. <laughs> we win the watch. Books a million. Yes, there's the witchcraft book. Right, that's what well, that's you know. multiple uh, times. And obviously we had our gingerbread moo book or whatever. Yeah. And then Spike and Buffy's guest list for the wedding book. Mm-hmm. That's all the books I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Streets Ahead. No. We're just on our main maple court there. I'm still fascinated by what's going no. on because you're saying that that's a joke shop or whatever. No, April Fool's. April it's the Fools, dress shop that Cordelia worked shop. at. Oh, oh my God. That cannot be real. Yeah. I, um, I hate it. I don't it. think it's the same one. And but it's it still be. just the Actually, people milling about. It, it still is, makes no sense. It is the same shop because in the prom, the hellhounds attack through that window. Yeah, but I thought that there was like a, I thought there was like a wall on the side of it. I, mean, I don't think that it was. It yeah, I know. So I don't buy it. Uh, Giles' biggest KO. There's no KO, but he does Fall walk. down. He walks into his couch at the end. You know, right when they're going to get, when they solve the problem, when Xander solves the problem. So I assume that could Doesn't hurt. Doesn't he straight up fall down? No, he, he like walks into the couch and he falls. Yeah. 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 I mean, and behind him is that table. He yeah. could have hit his head. Yeah. Okay. But he well, didn't. He was fine. <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> but he didn't. So biggest KO? He still has not actually been knocked out. We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Giles That's... is not becoming unconscious as frequently as he used to, <laughs> which is a bummer. Why don't you take it up with the city council? I thought I'd start with the state supreme court. But now is time to rank this sucker. Willow hacks. We talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes. Absolutely. 10. It's the whole plot of the episode. Yeah. That's a 10. Even though things go bad, it was for jokes. But no computers. No computers. Mostly Wicca. Just just the Wicca. Giles, I give him a 9 out of 10. Now, I know you made a great point earlier of he gets a 0 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. You'll do what? Lick me to death? <laughs> a million great one-liners. So your pain is to cure my total incapacitating blindness tomorrow, is it? <laughs> Free roll-ups. Just so many things. Uh, I can hear the smacking. <laughs> so what? What is the thing that brings it down from a ten of ten? Oh, just because the way he treats—he's not a good, good enough dad that Willow. Mm. Honestly, what is it? What is it but like, you Twitter could also jokes? say that he was a necessary punching bag 
that a teenager's got to punch. He was just, I'm going to say things that are going to make you feel something. You need to feel this. Punch, punch, punch. punch. <laughs> I mean, that might be the biggest KO. At the I mean, emotional fucking, KO. Phew, yeah, you're maybe. blind, bitch. Maybe, maybe. Oh, why didn't we think about that? It's a metaphorical KO. It is. Yes. <laughs> oh, also Actually, there's... But also literally. An establishing shot with a Giles mobile in it, which we have not seen in a very long time. So that gave him plus points and a negative nice. points. Obviously. Anyway, it's a nine. Look, you can't... Science, you know. Riley eight again. Charming. Charming. Friend of lesbians. Come on. Well, this guy has done no bad. In the haircut. Again. Monster of the week. Now, who is it? Is it Creepy Demons? Is it the Hoffren? Is it Willow? Ooh. The demons, for what it's worth, look pretty good, especially that green big horned one. Like, they, they put a lot of effort in it. The, one of them doesn't look great. Uh, looks great. The one breaking into Xander's window right after they drown that one demon where yeah. Anya's like, it's a whatever demon. It needs to be drowned. But then he, like, catches on smoky fire, kind of. It's like, well, it's it like right like when he, he touches water. to be in water, yeah. Yeah. not but, so much drowned by the water. Yeah, yeah, you, you know could break. But who's got a bucket? Hair, I know who's got a bucket of water. You got to put him in the water. That smoke. It's fine. Anyway, but yeah, this the green horned or the green demon who has big horns. The big horns, yeah. Big horns look great. Cool but one of them uh, that's coming in at, at the window initially when they're attacking Xander is literally just a rubber mask. So that one's a little rough. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't decide who that guy was, so I just gave it a five. I, I vote that there five. is no real, no real bad guy. It's just hijinks. It is hijinks. Maybe it's Oz. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I mean, or, or friends, but they have their own category. Which yeah, what's that? Four. Oh, oh. Because they really are not giving Willow her time, man. I think the problem is they're holding her to a Buffy's hat spaghettio standard. They're like, go have your pain in Folkland. We don't want to be around it. Yeah. We understand you need to go through it, just not around us. And that's not cool, guys. Because you were mad. You were mad when Buffy came back. You should have stayed here with us and dealt with your problems. I feel like everybody and else yeah, should Willow be... Willow was here dealing with the problems and no one wants to hear about it. Everyone else should also be as mad about Oz leaving. At least angry. No one seems to fucking care. Like, Angel, you had time to cool because he's Angelus. You've had time to cool. You've already not liked him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, true. But you all love Oz. Oz literally abandoned... Not all only, of you. All of you. Yeah. And no one cares. I know that you probably don't care as much. Yeah. But you gotta... Do better, man. Do better. Yeah, I am surprised. That, that's a great point. No one said anything. Because no one's like, fuck that guy. It sucks that all... Or even just like, man, it does suck that he left. I can't believe he just left like that because I thought we were friends because yeah. they do love him. Like, I know. Even Xander has some throwaway line in season five because he's doing something sexist. Oh, yeah, they're talking about the hot robot. And he's like, I miss Oz. Oz would get it. I'm like, Oz would not participate in sexist shenanigans with you. But maybe he does. Maybe he's a person we don't even know about. That could be true. I mean... That could be true. Doesn't <sighs> matter. Friendship. I buy it. That's a good number. Episode specific. In the scheme of things, we're all just drunk. Ten and ten. We're all just candles in the wind. <laughs> I do love the drunk. And thank you, Tracy, for bringing back your episode. Mm-hmm. Beer bad. When Buffy had the fun time, beer bad. 46. Wow. Which is number one for yeah. the season. And I just, I think it's justified. It's fucking funny. It's a funny episode. It's Even great episode. Even the ridiculous. So, yeah, number one, which is the freshman's the one right behind it. And that's that's it. Stacia, what do you got? So, I put this as my number one for the season as well. Nice. But what what in the grand scheme? So, it's a top tenner. It's eight out of 65. Yeah! Whoa! I know. So, it's below Welcome to the Hellmouth and The Wish and above Doc Bull Gangland and Graduation Day Part 1. Wow. All the Dehoffrins right in a row. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a thing for DeHoffren. Elevates this. Oh, I forgot to mention, if you wanted to hear more about DeHoffren, I believe we do a, a little mini Dell in either The Witch or Doppelgangland when mm. he's featured. So you can learn about his powers and his limited canonicity. Damn. But the best. Oh, I mean, he's I great. Mean, I mean, looks and, so good. And his makeup. I mean, like, see, that's why if you throw him in as Monster of the Week, he's like, I he's know. fucking great. But he's not a monster, right? He's just kind of Well, he stuff. does kill... Anya's best friend. But that's his With a snap of his fingers. Yes, he's a yeah. vengeance demon. That's true. Also, vengeance is kind of that strong emotion where he's like, I tap into this emotion only, and I can feel you, Willow, tapping into yeah. something, you know, eternal that only I, as a vengeance demon, get or whatever, which is pretty crazy because I'm sure most people don't feel anything. To a level enough. that you're summoning demons. Right. So Anya obviously felt something powerful to be mm-hmm. plucked. Good old Odd. She was tired of that motherfucker mm. cheating on her. So Anya should probably talk to fucking Willow. Well, she even says, but then, but then she she's like, do powers. right? But then she was also like, do we need to talk about Willow anymore? Because I don't. Want to really... <laughs> <laughs> Are we done with this? Oh, like, good. We're not pretending about exactly. this anymore. <laughs> Jesus, she's oh, the yeah. best. Dana, what do you got? Uh, I love this episode a lot. I don't want to be fooled by my love of Spike and Buffy, and I don't want to be fooled by my my belief that this was the premise was set up was bullshit. Fuck it. But I'm not going to deny how great it is. 25 of 137. It is in the middle of the 20s. The only other 20s that I have are number 29, which is Bewitch, Bewilder, Bewilder. Oh, no. <laughs> and number 20, which is Becoming Part 2, which is we talked a lot about Angel. Sure. And those were oh Becoming Part 1 and 2 because I combined them both. Right. So the whole combination of okay. the two. So, yeah, this is in the middle, 25, the only 20s. Oh, it's all up for grabs, people. Yeah. The 20s are up for grabs. I mean, this is really late in the game, but why do you think the plot's bullshit? Because it's so thin? No, because it just, it's just made Because Giles should have known immediately. Giles should have known uh, immediately. Yeah. It should have been nipped in the bud in two yep. seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. Because like the pain's real, and that's why it gets a huge pass for like all the emotions being great, all of the sadness, mm. all of the suffering. Fantastic. DeHoffrin even just justifying it at the end Him of the episode was mm-hmm. perfect. But Giles, not knowing. I mean, that's alone. Like I said, zero of ten Giles exists in that moment. Where How can you not know, my guy? She's literally telling you that I'm about to curse all of my friends. And yeah. you're like, it's cool. It's cool. I gotta go. I'm gonna bump into this kid real quick. Yeah, he doesn't even really... It's not even a thought. It's not a thought. No. What happened right before I became blind? Ooh, Willow did say... Everyone had a great idea of Giles going blind and having to deal with all of the people blind. Yes. And, and no it was a great idea. About how to make him blind. Doesn't need it. Doesn't so. matter. That is it. Something Blue is in the books. Can you believe? What a great episode. I was waiting to get to this. Now there's something to look forward to. Except for, oh, never mind. The next episode is Hush. Yes. So please join us for that. Ugh. Tara is here. Which is the most important thing about the whole episode. Never mind, it's a monumental and gentleman thing in oh television God, history, and they got nominated for an Emmy. None of that is important. I cannot wait to get all of the sound clips for this episode <laughs> and play them throughout. Ready for the sweeping score and the clicking. Oh man! Oh, I can't fucking wait. So please join us for that next time. Yep. Until then, oh, stay safe. Goodbye. On the radar. Your apples are turning brown. 
Like they do. Oh, no. Say goodbye. I feel like I've been split down the center and half of me is lost. My God, you guys are ending on a bummer. You know what? Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I can't wait to talk to you next time on Hush. Okay, goodbye. The professional bands can play up to six, sometimes seven completely different parts. That's just like fruity jazz bands. It's a get in my pants thing. She made me care enough to cut off my head or set me on fire. I gotta learn an instrument. It's hard to play guitar. Not the way I play it. You're out of your mind. That's no way to play lead guitar. What are you talking That's just about? Hunt and peck. Not- hey, Xander, you've heard Wretched Refuse play. What do you think of the guy who plays lead? 